This week on The Pour Over, Jill and Joe are talking about the first season of Master of None. They discuss episodes 7 and 8, ladies and gentlemen, and old people. Does anybody else want to paro now? Here's our take on episodes 7 and 8. Let's pour it all over. Hello friends and welcome to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Joe, Joe and Dill. Each week we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. This time, we're chatting about Master of None, the Netflix original written by Aziz Ansari and Alan Yang. It stars Aziz as Dev, a hopeless romantic living in New York City. The show is praised for its real take on modern romance, offbeat laughs, and undeniable heart. But before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Dill? Not much. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm. I'm good, man. Glad good. to be recording. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. Uh, yeah. So, how's your coffee been this week? Yeah, it's been good. This week, I've actually been using the Chemex most of my days. So, you know, uh, listeners of the pod will know that I usually just use the V60 Chemex. It's pretty rare for me to bust out, but yeah, I thought I'd check it out. And it's been taking, it took me a few days. I think it took a little bit more um, dialing in than I expected. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just, man, the water flows through a lot slower than Mm. my V60. Yeah, like I, I keep having to push like oh, there's like a time that I try to finish my pour by. I have yeah. to keep making like earlier and earlier because I'm just surprised by how long it takes all the water to get through. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's been good. Just uh, it's it's nice to just mix it up from time to time. I think. Yeah. So yeah, I'm still drinking the island. About to finish it though. Okay. And as we record tomorrow, I'm supposed to get that Misto box delivery. Ooh, nice. So I was just yeah. looking up. Yeah. Mm. I was just looking up Misto box today. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You trying to get in on that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was looking up my bag of coffee from Woodboro. Mm. Um, and they didn't actually have it on their website. I bought a new oh. bag this week. Yeah. Interesting. So it's like um, a not for sale. But is for sale? Yeah, maybe it's like a secret secret sale mm. in their mm. storefront. Yeah, yeah, press only, or is yeah. that from press? Yeah, it's from press. Okay, yeah. Um, but I'll I'll get into that. I mean, are you excited about your Misto box? Yeah. Do you know I what am. you're gonna get? Yeah. So I was gonna say, I actually I appreciate. I, I think they they got this whole experience planned out or whatever. So like first thing when I was kind of making my account, I was I was kind of just poking around on their website. I found out that Mistlebox, their company actually appeared on Shark Tank. Oh, and uh, Mark Cuban invested in them. Oh, so, wow! Like ever since then, they like blew up. They like big now, and they like, oh, this is how much coffee we delivered, how many customers we've had ever since appearing on Shark Tank. So they're like a pretty big company now. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like it. Um, I think. Uh, was it like uh, about a week and a half ago or so or so they emailed me and they're like uh this is the bean that we will be sending you and it's like this coffee is about to be roasted oh so it's like before and like hey just give you a little little info on the coffee Mm -hmm. and um and just real quick it's called kickapoo coffee roasters um never heard of texas no i don't 
think Kickapoo, so. Texas. Oh, is is that a place in Texas? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe then. Totally. I've never heard of it. So that doesn't say other than yeah, it just says the name and then tells me it's an organic Guatemala. Ooh. And it's called Concepcion. Okay, nice. single origin. So yeah. Yeah. Lemon, brown sugar, and balanced is what mm. it says. Okay. But yeah, you like so I those. like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So yeah, I guess they emailed me that like a week and a half ago or so. Then they email me another. They're like, ah, the, the magic is about to happen. Your, your <laughs> coffee is going to be on the way. So they kind of like uh, keep you up to date during the process. So you have something to look forward to. Hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a way you can look up the bag on their website or something? Uh, probably. Uh, yeah. Actually, in the email they sent me, there's a see details kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. I don't know where where, where it takes me. But anyways, yeah, you, you can look it up because you can use their website sort of as like a shop as well. Like mm-hmm. you can choose your next coffee. Like if you have a subscription, you can choose the one you want them to send you or you can just have them choose. So oh, if you're choosing, shoot. it's functionally just like you're just shopping. Dude, that's tight. Yeah, so they they, they got it all thought out. Yeah, I mean, if you can plan ahead you can mm-hmm. really get whatever coffee you want like forget going to stores just get misto box mm-hmm. yeah and it's because i wasn't sure because that you can choose what day you want the coffee so i was like not sure if the day i choose is the day they're gonna mail it or you know kind of mm-hmm. but like the day i chose is like they plan for it to arrive that day so like oh, you know, I chose okay. tomorrow's monday or whatever and so like they kind of plan it ahead they're like when does it need to be roasted? Like, which day do we need to ship it? So the expected delivery day is the day I choose. Yeah. Which I think that's like a little, you know, a little nice. Uh, where yeah. I was like, oh, maybe they won't send it until Monday. Mm. But they kind of plan ahead and be like, okay, we'll deliver that day. Which, you know, I, I feel like is thoughtful. Yeah, that is. That is. Yep, well, yep. yeah. What's interesting is when I was trying to find my coffee on Woodboro, I couldn't find it. And, um... I went on Misto Box and they had it. It wasn't Done. it wasn't the same Woodboro like the, they roasted it, but they had the same uh bean from the same farmer. Oh, okay. So different roaster though. Different roaster, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So they uh that farmer is is selling to different companies or different roasters. I right, guess. right. Oh, do they list the same flavor notes, taste notes? That's the reason why I tried to find it was uh-huh. to look at flavor notes, but it, they didn't. It, they didn't have any written on the bag here from Woodboro. Oh, it just has so the they, name oh, they don't write anything on on the bag. Interesting. No, no, it's like very, very plain aesthetic. Oh, they, they want you to make your own taste notes. Not sure. Or, or are they just trying to save money on ink? <laughs> yeah. Or they don't know. <laughs> yeah. They're like, uh, we don't want to be wrong. So <laughs> yeah. we're just going to put coffee. <laughs> we're just going to put juicy. <laughs> we're just going to put balanced. Yes. Um, but no, this is a, this is a Guatemala one as well. Hmm. Um, called uh, Guya Balas. Okay. And it's from the Huehue Tenango region, hey, which we've we had before. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So on Misto Box, they pulled this coffee from a roaster called Augie's. Mm. I don't know where it's from, but they're called Augie's Coffee Roasters. 
And the tasting notes they listed were guava, floral, and juicy. Oh, oh wow. But those those are some nice flavor notes, man. Yeah. They sound you, very, like, uh, tangy and bright. Yeah. Have you had your coffee yet to see if it's even related to that? I mean, different roasters, mm. so I assume it would be different anyways. But. Right, right. I have not, actually. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But the last time I had one from Hue Hue Tenango, I really liked it. Mm. Nice. Um, not to spend too much time on Misto Box, but I also did notice they have, like, a rating thing, like, customer mm. reviews. Oh, really? Like, underneath the Guatemala Guyabales, there's, like, uh-huh. there's customer reviews, and they, like, oh. give it stars, and then, like, say something about, you know, like, wow. Ben, for example, gave it three stars. He said, mm. very acidic, not all that much flavor or body. <laughs> Ooh, is that because of you, Ben, or because uh, of the coffee? <laughs> well, Joshua said, five stars, loved it. Mm. Great acidity. Hey. Loving anything with tasting notes that include raspberry. <laughs> which wasn't on it, so I don't know yeah, what Joshua was what drinking. The, <laughs> it's like totally the wrong thing. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, I guess if you have a Misto account, you can go back on their website and review the beans mm. you received. Yeah, I'm going to guess that they'll probably email me like a few days after I get the beans. Like, mm. oh, how'd you like it? And I think one, to give reviews for other people, but I, I don't know how in-depth they are, but to say if I liked it or not so they could maybe yeah. send me similar or different coffee because that's like their whole thing. They want to choose coffee from around the world for you. Mm. So so yeah. cool. Yeah, so I like mm. it. Yeah, that's really interesting. I wonder where the name came from. Oh, that's a good question. I didn't even think about that. Mm. Anyhow, uh, before we get on to the the next discussion, anything else, uh, you know, um, any other coffee news this week? Um, not quite coffee news, but perhaps a gear pickup, gear mm. delivery? I don't know. Delivery, I, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I got packages who, in the mail I this week. Wonder. Yeah, from who? I don't know. I do know, but... Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I got a package in the mail this week, you know, and when you talk about like Missile Box's whole like customer experience or whatever user experience, you yeah. know, I think this package had a nice unboxing experience. Oh, yeah, do tell. yeah, yeah. So, you do know, tell. I think one, if you're trying to buy like nice stuff, you know, like you're trying to buy like a new iPhone or something, you know, the box is going to be nice or whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's nice when the unboxing experience is a surprise. Ooh. So you just get, yeah, yeah, I got this package, nondescripts, you know, like Amazon box or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you open it up and inside, you know, instead of just the normal packing peanuts or like, you know, some paper wadded up, they had bags of hot Cheetos inside. Wow. Yeah, what yeah. a creative idea. <laughs> like, yeah. This person by, is a genius. By someone, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so they had hot Cheetos surrounding the true delivery. And yeah, I got this uh, dual wall decanter, mm. which, you know, of course, was courtesy of you, Joe. So thank you very <laughs> Happy much. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, the the hot Cheetos were a nice plus. Mm. Mm. But, you know, it's nice. You'd be surprised by the unboxing experience. But yeah, this... It's from, it says Brothers of St. Anthony, I think is the company. Yeah. And they made this kind of dual wall decanter. And it's, it looks super fancy. 
<laughs> so, have you tried it yet? No, not yet. I mean, just kind of looked at it and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It looks it looks nice. So I think even not just coffee, but even if I was thinking, you know, trying to make breakfast or some some yeah. orange juice, put some orange juice in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just it looks nice. So yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, you're so, welcome, man. New coffee gear, something we haven't <laughs> talked about in a while. Yeah. I was actually thinking about getting you another brewer, but mm. I feel like you already have so many different kinds. Yeah. So I was like, I'll, I'll give you something a little bit more uh, useful for like serving and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. I think yeah, it helps, especially if there's like guests over or something. Like, mm-hmm. You know, you got the Chemex that, that can kind of brew, I guess, a lot in itself. But then I don't usually use that. So V60, I could like put it on this decanter or something. Mm-hmm. and can put it in there so just and it'll keep it warm yeah so, it's nice good choice Ooh, you ready to get into the show discussion this week yeah man let's do it uh yep yeah like we were saying at the top of the show we're discussing master of none season one like we said season one received universal acclaim it's been praised for his laughs and wittiness this week we're diving into the episodes ladies and gentlemen and old people so first off is episode episode seven, ladies and gentlemen, just a quick little recap um, mm-hmm. description. It says, Rachel and Denise school Dev and Arnold about the difficulties of being a woman in the world of creepy dudes. And Dev is inspired to embrace feminism. So what did you think about yeah. this episode, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, um, ladies and gentlemen was a nice little surprise for me. Mm. Um, I really liked it. I thought, um, you know, the beginning was an interesting kind of intro into the topic, like the way that they kind of, um, made kind of Arnold and, uh, Dev's journey back home from the bar, like foiled by, um, that woman's uh, journey Mm. home from the bar. It was just like kind of really kind of cool how they did that. Um, and also, uh, just kind of like how the episode continued to kind of change and evolve as, it, you know, the idea, or not the idea, but yeah, feminism became something Dev wanted to adopt and kind of saw how we, I mean, we got to see kind of how he took it on in his life. So mm-hmm. pretty, um, pretty, you know, for me, um, meaningful episode, like kind of yeah. deep, but also like kind of funny and really random sometimes too. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. What did you think about this episode? Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought they took pretty important uh, topic, pretty relevant back then and today too. Just kind of, um, yeah, gender relationships and just how women and men are treated and how that's different. And they kind of just let let us see that through the master of done kind of lens. So kind of yeah. added that little bit of you know comedic spice or however you want to describe it on there. <laughs> And um, I, I liked how they also just really integrated it with Dev's own life. Yeah. You know? So, like, instead of just kind of, like, having some abstract conversation or just kind of this, like, side random plot, but it's actually right. something he was experiencing, you know? Right. Because he was acting in this commercial, and then, like, the results of him trying to... Uh, realizing a bit more about feminism, just, like, equality and all that representation, he gets fired. <laughs> his job yeah so, which is unfortunate for him it seems like dev can never win you're right, but, right um at the same time though it's like i just like how they presented this real topic 
through the character's experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I like to, I like this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think about the whole like uh, public um, masturbation and citizens arrest <laughs> scene? I was like, that's what I meant. Kind of how this episode was random sometimes. Yeah, it's just. I, th- I think somewhere in my notes, I just put it's like a conglomerate of like random experiences, mm-hmm. and that was definitely like really random. And I don't know if interesting would be the word, <laughs> but yeah, it was. I mean, it's funny. I think it kind of kickstarted Dev's whole realization about like quote unquote creepy dudes and yeah, what you know, a woman have to deal with all the time. Mm. But yeah, it was kind of weird they're like yeah we're gonna count off one two three and then just yell citizens arrest just like uh is this what you do (laughs) yeah and it's only worked yeah i mean it worked yeah it's it's weird and then like everyone applauded and clapped for them in the subway that's Mm -hmm. like okay this is interesting yeah Yeah, i don't know what would you think about that whole kind of scene yeah and you just kind of like what you're saying everyone kind of praised dev and and um Denise for that and then Dev kind of became this like this like force for feminism and like (laughs) he went to the bar and like all the women are like cheering for him and he's just like having a good time just you know real like friendly and like celebratory vibes um and then that was the same night he found out that he got replaced or whatever Mm. or no 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 the next morning he found out that he he got replaced by a noosh or something yeah. So it's just like kind of him at his highest point with like feminism, but then at the lowest point in his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's a hard balance. I think that that's part of like one is funny, like ah, an- another dev experience where he doesn't get the part. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like oh, that's pretty real though. That's a real tension. Like right, right. You know, if dev is really wanting to see more. Um, representation for women and just kind of breaking stereotypes and whatnot. That means him and other men gotta give up some representation themselves, right? Mm, so true. Yeah, so it kind of sucks. He's out of a job, and that's part of the comedy, I think. But it's like, yeah. oh, that's kind of that's it, overall. I think it's a good thing. I think it's still good on him, even right. though it, like sucks because he got fired kind of <laughs> twice. But you know, yeah, then, and then, uh, then he got fired as a rape guy. As a what? That, that's that's a rake guy. The rake guy. The, yeah, oh, that's when yeah, Anoush yeah, yeah. came in at the end. Because they're like, dang, mm. do we got any smaller rakes? <laughs> and rakes too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this you know, going back to what you said about creepers, like creeper men, this episode has a lot of creeper men. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Derek being the first creeper man, and yeah. then um the public masturbator. Yeah. If you want to be really meta. You know, Dev, Aziz is kind of mm. a creeper man, mm. right? Yeah. I was just thinking about that later after <laughs> our first recording of this episode. Mm. I was like, yeah, Dev is like making this episode about feminism mm. and like treating women fairly and treating them right. But he has all these accusations about how he's a creeper and how mm. he was like really pushy with women. Yeah, what was that in parallel with this first season, or, or was it a little bit later? I don't know if I, I thought it the was. Timeline. I thought it was maybe halfway through season two. 
Mm, or okay. I mean, at the release of season two. Yeah, that feels um, more what I was thinking. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, maybe you got some self reflection there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like some what uh, Denise said. You know, if you're born with a vagina, creepy dudes are just part of the deal. Mm-hmm. And the creepy dudes abound. Yep. And then like Deb and Arnold just. Just because of how they are as people, I guess. I think they just represent, I don't know if ignorance is the right word, but they just kind of like aren't realizing it sometimes. I think they're having that conversation with Rachel and Denise. And then Mm -hmm. they was it Rachel asked about that picture of the frittata or something that they posted. And she's like, oh, what were your comments? Then like Arnold had posted something, some whatever. And then hers was just something totally inappropriate, offensive that some guy posted. Yeah, and like they just focus like Arnold and Dev are just kind of focused on the picture and like the frittata itself, and they're not really right. seeing. And they finally come around to realize, but they just kind of get distracted easily. I think. Yeah, they have like they they, they have that um, intellectual understanding, but maybe mm-hmm. not that real personal understanding. Like you know, Arnold and Dev earlier on in the episode kind of talked about how they were feminists and that, you know, you know, Arnold was kind of praising himself saying that he's, he knows a lot of fun facts Mm. and, you know, feminism facts are a part of those uh, facts and just kind of goes to show that like a lot of men will call themselves feminists just because they know things or like know Mm. about feminist history or something, but may not even live it out. Like when Arnold's in the bar, I mean, you know, we can't really say he was being creepy, mm-hmm. but he was definitely trying to get that girl's number and, oh, like, yeah. you know, um, you know, Mac on her and all that. So there's a spectrum of creepiness and Arnold's somewhere on that spectrum. Mm. Mm. Maybe all the guys are at some points. Mm. Yeah. The thirst is real. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And when I was going through my like notes for this episode, I totally forgot that Arnold and Rachel had that Craigslist interaction for the couch. Oh, oh like, yeah. I totally slipped my mind. I don't even know if is wow. that even somehow related to the topic. Maybe that's why like we forgot. I'm not sure. But, well, I mean, it was kinda like Arnold was kinda kinda telling Rachel that he could help her with this. Yeah. And you know, he'd be the bad cop, she'd be the good cop. But, like, he gets there and instantly he's like, I love this couch! He, like, gets on it and, like, starts jumping on it and then, like, lays down on it. And he's like, can yeah. we have it? Can we have it? Yeah. And Rachel has to, like, somehow maneuver something, some some selling moves. And tell so some story about, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about her, her lies. I don't know if I'm behind all that. But, you know, she's trying to get a deal on her couch, I guess. Yeah. But my question after that scene, though, I was like, even before they went, Arnold's like, I can help you move it or whatever. I'm like, how are these two people going to move a couch, like, across New York? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not very practical, huh? Yeah, even after, like, when we actually saw the couch, I was like, that thing huge. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to do with that. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. We don't don't ask uh, questions. We don't yeah. Master Nun does not want us asking those kinds of questions. Yeah, yeah. Any any other thoughts or, or little little things that stood out to you with this episode? 
just the beginning with um the Halloween theme that plays when oh, yeah? uh yeah, when um Dev's uh, colleague is like walking back to her house. Uh it's just kinda interesting. I, I like it. I mean I'm a big fan of horror movies. Mm. So when that music played, I was like I was like kinda thinking like, man, do I know this? And like I did a little research on IMDb and it's like, mm. yeah, they played John Carpenter John Carpenter's Halloween soundtrack from like the opening uh, theme to like all the other songs in the movie that's 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 pretty cool yeah yeah i, I like the contrast of just like the happy music and Dev arnold just yeah. like walking down the street like ah yeah everything's fine yeah and then like the scary horror music yep yeah hmm. yeah i thought this episode overall was pretty good um i don't know about the like ending though because you know Dev and rachel have that little argument i guess over uh the director or producer or something of the tv show because he he mm-hmm. they kind of have some like rap party and he doesn't introduce himself to rachel oh, and denise yeah. right and which i mean totally totally uh, that's a good example of showing that and like but at the end though like they're fighting they were talking about it in the street and then they just kind of have this really long sort of like exposition about like ah oh, yes i should recognize i do not understand your experience you know i feel like they just hmm. something it kind of is like two on the nose and like just kind of like lots of words yeah so everything was good for me up until that point i was like ah now you just oh. like maybe in case people didn't really get it i don't know but they're just kind of like yeah. saying it all instead, instead of just like showing it but well yeah this show is very on the nose about a lot of things. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, By I stating recognize. the obvious, is I guess supposed to be kind of funny. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyhow, on to the next one. That's right. So that's episode seven. And now we're going to talk about episode eight, Old People. Just a quick kind of recap for that. It says, An unexpected death inspires Dev and Rachel to visit Rachel's grandmother. And Arnold contends with strange inheritance. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're talking about old people now. So what mm-hmm. what do you think about this episode? Yeah, we're talking about old people who don't want lasers in their home. <laughs> um, they like veterans in the war. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them live in nursing homes. Some of them live by themselves. Um, so, yeah, I think this episode, and we've talked about this off the show, but really paralleled parents Mm-hmm. Uh, from earlier in the season but it's about grandparents yeah and you know basically it's like the two two sides like one being arnold and like wrestling with his grandfather passing and then mm-hmm. like dev with um rachel's grandma so yeah for me this episode was was okay um mm-hmm. i actually didn't really like it as much as the first one we talked about. Mm. Um, but I thought there were some real sweet moments in it. And yeah. I really liked, uh, I, I was really interested actually in Arnold and Paro mm. or Paro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What'd you think about this episode, man? Yeah, I liked it. I think I probably liked it because it evoked those, like the parents episode kind of feels, right? Yeah. Like you just said, there's just a lot of, direct parallels like you know even the opening scene deb and arnold are with arnold's grandpa and they're like man Mm -hmm. we gotta get out of here i'm trying to get a shawarma or whatever (laughs) 
It's just like, yes. I ain't trying to hang out with your grandpa, which is exactly <laughs> what Brian basically says in parents. He's like, I'm not trying to have a real relationship with my dad. Yeah. I'm just trying to hang out, have have one nice meal, and that's it, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so I, I think I probably liked it a lot just because it, it gave those similar kind of vibes, make you self-reflect, think about how you treat family members and even just other yeah. people and stuff. So, yeah, I, I liked this episode. I thought it had some nice, like, newer characters through like the grandparents rachel's grandma and even arnold's grandfather for like a little bit i thought their characters were pretty likable um yeah uh, more so rachel's grandma because she got more more screen time but oh yeah she definitely yeah did. yeah so just being able to let her reflect and stuff, i thought it was like a, a change up in the pace and mm-hmm. so i thought yeah i, I like this episode yeah What'd you think about Rachel's grandma and Deb and their kind of um, their interactions, their chemistry? Like, what'd you think about their scenes? Yeah, I thought they're real, I guess, hmm. because Deb's worry in the beginning is like, oh man, is this gonna be some racist, you know, old grandma lady? Yeah, um, and 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 Deb fashion, he tells her that he thought that for some reason. Um, she's like, oh yeah, I, I thought you were gonna be racist. She's like, ah, oh, just because I'm old, you think I'm gonna be racist? Okay, <laughs> like, which is uh, funny. Like, I, yeah, I, I think it just it shows when it comes to like age and a lot of things too. But we just mm-hmm. suddenly categorize people a certain way. You know, once right. people are like old, once you see like they wrinkly, they're just like, oh, <laughs> they are this certain type of person. They're like this endearing old whatever grandma and grandpa but then it's just like there's just still people too they're just older right yeah which i think they accomplished that sort of by rachel's grandma telling some of her stories she like steals a car which right. is totally random but i guess <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um yeah so i think it yeah it kind of humanizes and be like yeah old people are just people basically so, yeah yeah what did you like their scenes or their their relationship as it was building yeah, I mean it, it felt it felt like a different show this episode. Yeah. Like um the uh, the humor was kind of down for me. Mm. It was lighthearted but in more of a kind of solemn and kind mm. of uh, actually those are two opposite words, but it was it was a uh, it was like more feel good, I guess. Yeah. Um but but not so much like oh, like I'm rolling in laughter kind of thing. Um and so yeah, I, I actually felt a little bit like Dev and Rachel's grandma. Um, their interactions were kind of robotic, should mm. I say, in reference to Paro. But um, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't care for them too much. Like for mm. some reason, I just didn't really care too much for Rachel's grandma. Like okay. she didn't feel real to me, and mm. like. I don't know. It just, the whole setup seemed kind of uh, out of place. And, Mm. you know, I don't know. But I have a soft spot for kind of Arnold's arc with with Paro and Mm. like, and kind of Paro's journey from like his grandpa to Arnold to to, uh, Gideon at the end of the episode. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where my mind was on this episode mm. yeah i do wish they give gave a little bit more to that story arc i think 
Like the whole, you know, he gives it to Gideon. Gideon, like, is this crotchety old man landlord or something? And yeah. Then he's like, oh, you know, you're actually kind of cute. And and and, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> and then Arnold's like, goodbye, friend. Um, yeah. That, that was a good feel, good feeling moment, I think. Yeah. And but they could have really, I think, built it up more than just like because all those Arnold scenes with Gideon just felt like side thought like afterthoughts oh, yeah for sure they're so short like not really any substance there but it was leading up to something substantial so i think they could mm-hmm. have done a little bit more with that um but it was nice mm-hmm. yeah and paro i for some reason in my memory i thought paro like played a bigger role in the mo- in the show like in the, the episode show, yeah. like it's just kind of it's, it's very short like we're just saying just like arnold's whole scenes are all actually pretty short and insignificant compared to right. Rachel's grandma. But you, yeah. Yeah, you know like thinking actually of this whole episode, we don't get to see these characters like ever again. Like mm-hmm. Rachel's grandma, she never shows up again and Paro is only in this one episode. Oh, spoiler Gideon. alert. Oh, she's sorry. Never going to see Paro again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're never going to you're going to see Gideon again. Mm. I have a weird theory that like whoever Paro ends up with dies whoa shoot yeah conspiracy <laughs> that's why arnold said goodbye friend he wasn't talking to paul oh, he was talking to gideon dang this this went the whole other way <laughs> oh man uh no but to get back on track i think that's why parents was so successful is because like mm. parents hit us real quick in the very beginning of the episode uh the season yeah and it was like oh wow like these are significant members of these characters family Maybe we'll see them, like continue to see them, and like, but here we're like eight episodes in. Mm. Now we're introduced to these old people, and it's like, do I really care at this point mm. in this season? And there's no payoff either. Like in the end of the season, we don't really get to recap with yeah. Rachel's grandma, mm. and the whole episode kind of ends like as if it's over, like. Because her scene of singing at the the jazz bar with mm-hmm. the piano guy, it's like that's the end of her arc. Like she yeah. got what she wanted, which was to 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 kind of live her youth and and be mm-hmm. able to do that again. So I don't know. That's just kind of what I what I thought about the this episode. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good take. I think. Yeah, even the way they ended it is just like ah, oh, this is almost like she she died like i don't know it's kind of like the end basically like she's she's fulfilled and that's yeah it. and then she goes back to paro and go back to the conspiracy oh. theory but um just because she had one too but, um, <laughs> oh, she did yeah. <laughs> you, you know but you know there's nothing wrong with that like a like a feel good happily ever after kind of mm-hmm. story ending to this episode but um I don't know, anything else uh from episode eight yeah, I I I had noted that I think maybe I felt that there wasn't more substance underneath like the superficial just like they're just showing these characters and like trying to make you think about how you treat old people and stuff like mm-hmm. I had thought there had been there would be some like bad story or something where like ah oh, the nursing home was so bad or was it that Michael or something like that guy <laughs> Michael. like he's actually a terrible person but it like mm. never goes that direction. 
you know yeah. he's, he's just actually just happy all the time i guess but mm. um yeah i was like maybe yeah expecting a little bit more like plot development yeah, versus yeah, yeah. just like all right old people are cool um right yeah so I, I expected that but no this is just what it was which mm-hmm. i don't know if that's purposeful and that like that's actually more so the realistic experience of mm. i think everyday people where they you know oftentimes something happens they put their older family members in the assisted living and that's kind of it yeah and they just don't like it for right not, you know just because and so yeah i i wasn't sure i as a show i think i wanted more yeah than just as a reflection of life maybe it's just was more that real in that way yeah so yeah right. it's like okay it was okay hmm okay yeah hmm yeah, so I guess that's episode eight, old people, and like we've been doing in the other shows and the other episodes of our podcast, we can choose which one we liked more, which Joe already hinted at, it seems. Mm-hmm. But ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. What about you, man? Uh, after this conversation, I don't know, because <laughs> um, as as Joe did hint at before, uh, this is not the first time we're recording this. Unfortunately, <laughs> some technical difficulties, yeah, and in that first first take, I did say old people, because um, I think for me, mostly like evoking the 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 memories of like parents and like all that. So I think it felt mm. good. Now, as we're yeah. thinking about it a little bit more. I'm like, ah, maybe it is, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Like, I think the experience was better. Just watching hey. it, it, had the, it was significant, had the comedy and all that yeah. in there. So, yeah, I think I'm going to switch. Not that anyone can know from previous anyways. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, I think for me also. Okay. All right, now we got to say what's the top dog here. And... Mm-hmm. Both of us actually said Indians on TV were uh, number one in the episode so far. Mm. Um, has that opinion changed? For me, I don't think so. I think I'm still going to give it to Indians on TV. I okay. still like that. It still stands out to me uh, versus, ladies and gentlemen, I, I still like it a lot too. But I think Indians on TV just stands out more for me. Mm. Uh, what about you? For me, I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, comes okay. out on top. Yes. Ooh, upset. Mm, mm, mm. Different, different issue here. We're talking about feminism, and but I, I think this episode portrayed it very well, mm. and it was it was equally funny. I think, but uh, I, I think I think I, I like what won me over was probably the the Halloween music <laughs> beginning. That's that's what did it for I me. Got you. Yeah. Also, <laughs> the episode was is more creative. I think. With yeah. you know, that whole scene, like I feel like it's, just, it's different, you know. Yeah. So I appreciate it, and, and it worked. So yes, yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna end our pod with our every week segment. What's yeah. making you happy this week? So, Dill, man, what's making you happy this week? Yeah, this week. Um, let's see. Uh, I think the thing that comes to mind first is just uh, last weekend, uh, a bunch of my uncles actually came to visit my family here. So like I've, I mentioned before, I'm originally from Utah. My dad, his whole side of the family is still out there. And um, yeah, three of his brothers came out to visit, to see him, see us, I guess. And we just uh, got to hang out. So it's it different. 
because like one we don't see our family that often but when we Mm -hmm. do it's kind of like this huge thing right thanksgiving christmas like everyone's there but this was this was like the brothers hanging out because my uncles like their their wives didn't come my aunts didn't come like it's just them kind of on like a bro trip to go see their bro which is my dad. Um, oh, so, nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's just I don't <laughs> it see weird. that. I don't think about that context that much. Oh, wow. You know, it's like family's always family. Like, ah, I see them at Christmas. Those are my aunts, my uncles, cousins, whatever. But this is like them growing up, right? This is what it was like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's just not something I, I think about too much. And, yeah, it's pretty chill overall. Just kind of like watch football, drink beer. Wow. Um, at some point, we got barbecue at Hutchins. Woo. Shout out. Texas Desert. barbecue. Uh, pretty good. So, yeah, it was nice. I enjoyed spending time with family, but also family in, like, a different way than I've spent yeah. before. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That reminds me of, like, Christmas holidays when the guys and girls in our family would split up. Mm. And, like, the guy side, like, usually we go watch a movie together. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, what's uh, what's making you happy this week? Yeah, man. Um, well, this week, what's making me happy is... Um, actually, what happened today, mm. uh, I made a big purchase. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dill doesn't know this, but um, I've uh, sold my soul to uh, Apple. Hey, welcome <laughs> to the garden. Hey. I uh, bought myself a MacBook Pro. Hey, nice. Uh, a Costco deal. And um, I've been using this Dell for a good long time. It's been, it helped me write my dissertation, uh, my thesis for grad mm-hmm. school. It got me through a lot of things. Um, actually, this and the previous computer, the one that Dill recorded on last time. So this guy is, is not as old, but, um, you know, I'm trying to enter the the, the Apple ecosystem here. Mm. and uh kind of get on that whole aesthetic so yeah man I, I it's it's really fun it's it's cool especially since i've always had like an iphone mm-hmm. for most of my phones and like a low-key cool thing is being able to send messages on yep. your on your yep. uh, computer yeah man people say that blue bubble it's all that's what it's all about <laughs> you know yeah and, and and now that there's text forwarding on on your uh, iPhone, you can send SMS yep. through your computer too. Yeah, yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah, super nice. And you do AirDrop, convenience. You know, mm-hmm. I think those two things are usually big reasons why people kind of stay in the Apple ecosystem, just because the yeah. the different products they work well on their own, but they also work well together. Right. Um, I mean, they are expensive Harmony. though. So yeah. you, you gotta admit it. Yeah, it is, it is expensive. It is expensive. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no more. No more coffee for me. <laughs> uh, buying outside the yeah. apartment. So. You just uh, you just gonna buy a Costco coffee now too. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Starbucks co- coffee mm-hmm. at Costco or the Costco brand too. Yeah. Very nice. That's that's exciting. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, it was fun chatting with you, um, 7 and 8. And, yeah, I look forward to um, finishing Season 1 next week. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's crazy. 
But uh, but yeah, then it'll be on to the next one if we do season two immediately after that, or we switch to another show. I guess we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for listening, Dill, and thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yep, yep. This was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at herecomesdaniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic. One word. Thanks for joining us and take care. Woo. Woo. <laughs> nice. Yeah.